Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. All right, we are beginning. Welcome to Dice Camera Action, Episode 7. Uh, you may have noticed that Nate Smith is not with us. Uh, he has some personal stuff to deal with this week, so uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. Uh, so in the meantime... His bagpipes need repair. His bagpipes, exactly. In the meantime, Paulton will be passed out at the Blue Water Inn. As you might remember last week... I've been all the time. We'll pick him up later. Yeah, he got a little bit tipsy last week. I'll call him an Uber and I'll share it. We'll come by in like three minutes. His name is Eric. Uh, yeah. He can't, he can't really hold his Barovian wine too well. <laughs> but as you recall, the party is in the town of Valaki. And uh, they got there uh, mostly because they needed to bring Irina Kolyana to a safe place. But Strix was kind of dreading it because uh, she had heard from Madame Ava that a family member or two actually reside in Velaki, uh, one of them her long-lost brother, who she met. Which was crazy. Yes. There was yeah. a there was a fight outside the inn, and uh, when Strix announced who she was, uh, Isaac uh, broke off um, his uh, his uh, little romantic tryst with D and uh, ran, grabbed Strix, lifted her up, and started spinning her around joyously. A happy reunion. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? <laughs> Only hugs. <laughs> and uh, you recall during the altercation. Uh, uh, Evelyn, you beat down one of the guards, and he's he's unconscious, but looks like he might actually pull through. Uh, one guard who will not pull through is the one who has a silver dagger stuck through his neck. Ooh, what? Jeez. I don't remember that. Courtesy of one <laughs> D.F. Woodrow. Uh, as you recall, D.F., you rolled a crit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About that. Yes. Uh, so... Um, uh, for those who don't remember, our special guest star Erica is playing Deidre, aka D, uh, hey. who is like the 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 world's strongest woman. She's a carnival circus performer who uh, joined up with a uh, carnival ringmaster named Rictavio and is here in town on business, uh, mysterious business. She's also known as a barrel of hit points. Yes. <laughs> Dude, yes. I didn't even do the math, but it was so many that it, it was, was like so many math. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I was just so like, if it was, if it was, if it was, let's be honest, if it was me, I would have been dead in one hit. Like one hit. I know the first hit that he was like, she loses 30 hit points. So I was like, I was like, like that would have been it. Foster. And then really? like, I'm fine. <laughs> and you got some healing at the end too, although you're still down hit points, right? Oh Dee? yeah, D's got a she right now. She she's got like an intestine kind of like poking out <laughs> on 
behind. Oh, Jesus. Uh -oh. Put that back in, girl. Oh, I'm just going to sit down. Oh, and I already yeah. did lay on hands for her last time. That's right. Yes. Oh, my God, that saved me. Yes, yes. Those hit points were much, much needed. So, Strix, uh, as you are uh, sort of lift off your feet, uh, Isaac does eventually set you down. Uh, and uh, he says, basically, uh, I cannot believe I would ever see you. Uh, I'm just really, I, Strix is obviously very taken aback by this. <laughs> don't we have an aunt here? Is, is, don't you have a sister too? He says, I, we, it is, it is just you and me. Do not speak of aunts and other relatives. That's and you can tell uh, right <laughs> off the bat that um, he's sort of avoiding answering the question honestly. You don't even have to make an inside check to realize that. He sort <laughs> of um, disowned himself from any other affiliations. He says, the only one that we need to care about is the Burgomaster and his family. They, uh, are, they are the only ones who will protect us. Uh, my, my compatriots and I here have a feeling that the Burgomaster is not a very nice man. Uh, you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you can see uh, one of the guards is sort of leaning over the uh, the dead guard who's uh, lying on the ground. And, uh, yeah. Um, I want that dagger back, but I don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's that awkward moment where you're kind of looming like a vulture to get your dagger back. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how. Um, but... Uh, uh, Isaac asks, how is Korga? And the other one says, he is dead, my lord. I see. And you see, uh, Isaac turns an angry glare at you, Diath, and you can see him baring his teeth. You will all come with us to the Burgomaster. Oh, uh, no, no. I, no, we're not coming with you to the, to the Burgomaster, uh, bro. He grabs uh, you. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Starts to pull you through the <laughs> no. mud. No, boy, I've uh, I got some intestines hanging out. <laughs> Can I, we rest uh, first? I've been better... Isaac, brother, my my very uh, armly inclined brother. Can you uh, can you let us rest first before you take us anywhere? My friends are super hurt. He says, "You will be safe at Burgomaster's mansion. We will go I there." Don't think so. I. I woke up and stand like in front of Strix, so like he's pulling her, and yeah. she's a lot taller than me. So I stand like right here. Okay. And I'm like, um, excuse me, she said no, and no <laughs> means no, and you need to respect her personal space right now. <laughs> uh, I'm Evelyn, by the way, <laughs> servant of Lysander. He says uh, to the guards, take him into custody. Uh, he points at DF. No, don't custody my friends. <laughs> we can't. There's no custody. I am not coming with you if you're going to custody anyone in this group. Uh, like, what do you think this pink bit is? <laughs> <laughs> lay down, lay down, D. Stop talking. Pull <laughs> him out. Uh, and, but he does. He does stop pulling. He does release Strix at that point, Evelyn, since you've imposed yourself. Uh, but yes, uh -huh. he does point uh, to have the guards basically surround DF, and he says, "You will all come with us." or terrible things will happen. Not to you, uh, he says to Strix. 
<laughs> but to your friends. It, terrible things are going to happen anyway. You're telling says, me to put my friend into custody. If you want to save the life of your friends, you will tell them to come with us peacefully. Uh, well, I'm going to keep my eyes just locked right in on Ezex. And I'll say, I was only doing what you have done. Kept your sister safe, as I have done since I found her in Waterdeep. That's a real fair point there. Hmm. All right. Do you want to make a persuasion check, Dia? Sure do. (laughs) (laughs) I go over and kind of help Dee stuff some of her intestines. (laughs) Oh, God. I, like, puke a little. Brush off some of the dirt. It's just fine. Here, let me just... uh, Let me just... Oh, He says, one good deed cannot undo the crime that you have committed here today. Ah, he's right. <laughs> what? Well, way I see it, sometimes I like, being uh, a is like, Diaz, what are you talking about? The Burgomaster's law is everything here. I, we're aware of that. Um, what law has he broken? <laughs> <laughs> he murdered one of the guards. But that guard was trying to murder him. The guard is allowed to murder him. Why? <laughs> Those are the laws. <laughs> well, that doesn't well, seem like a very sensible law to me. The way I see it, if we're in a cell, we get three squares a day, got a roof over our heads. It's not the run. Right place. Everyone run. Everyone run. Strix <laughs> off running. I follow her. Strix is running. Strix is just running. She's running. She's running really fast. All right, so Strix just bolts and shows <laughs> run. To everybody, uh, so Strix, <laughs> you have so many choices about what direction you can run to. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of town, so like you can run in along any one of five roads um, oh, that branch from this point, or you can just sort of like run between some buildings off into some houses or something. Um, do you want to? Uh, basically, your choices are: stay outdoors, try to run indoors, or. Um, uh, I don't want to endanger our friends in the inn because they've helped okay. us. So I'm going to not run towards their inn, but definitely just like run wherever I see the most open path. This is a terrible possibly, idea. Possibly the most open, the most open path will be uh, down the west road. Okay, I start running that way. All right. So Strix takes off. Uh, everybody roll initiative at this point. Uh, why? Why? No! <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, That's not good. Strix, what was your initiative? It's a one. Okay. Uh, uh, Dia. Eight. Eight. Oh, sorry. That's not me. Sixteen. Sixteen. <laughs> Evelyn. Eight. Eight. D. Fifteen. All right. Oh, what's that? Okay. Um, so the first to go is, is Strix. She bolts. <laughs> Everybody else is momentarily stunned. They don't really know what to do. Uh, but the next, the next to act are the guards, actually. Um, so uh, five of the guards are going to um, beat down on DF. And it appears as they're as they're whacking on you, DF, that they're attempting to apprehend you without killing you, basically by beating you unconscious. Thanks, Scott. Strix. 
<laughs> I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> and there are there are four active cards trying to do this. So Dia, uh, one, uh, one of them misses you. Uh, oh, I got sick moves. Excellent. The other one uh, crits you. <laughs> and then uh, you're hit one more time. So you're hit uh, for four points of bludgeoning damage from the ordinary hit. Oh, okay. And uh, you're hit for uh, 10 points of bludgeoning damage on the second crit. Okay. All right. But you're still up, I take it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm feeling woozy. All right. Just, uh, just lie there. <laughs> now, since since uh, Evelyn, you're still technically standing in Isaac's face. He can't just run after Strix without getting through you first. So, um, yeah, he is going to uh, uh, bring up his battle axe and smack you with the flat of the blade. That jerk. Yeah, and he tries to do this twice. Ugh. Uh, the first attack is a 17. Ugh. Does that hit you? Uh, uh, wait, wait. My armor class is 17. Then that's a hit. Ah! All right. Uh, so he whacks you for 15 points of bludgeoning damage. His yeah, second attack, you are able to deflect and uh, prevent that one from connecting. And then it is Diath's turn. Now, Diath, you've got four of these guards surrounding you, smashing you with the... the business ends of their, or the, the blunt ends of their spears. Yep. Um, I just go down to both my knees and put my hands behind my head. Okay. All right. Uh, just keep the, my head blood in there. Right, yes. A good, a good call. Uh, Erica, or D, I should say. Uh, D uh, sits down with her armful of intestines and is like, <laughs> I'll go where you want me to. Uh, <laughs> I suggest you do the same, <laughs> she says to Evelyn. All right. Uh, Evelyn, your turn. And Diaz getting, like, wailed on, right? Uh, he was. Uh, since he's dropped to his knees, it looks like the guards aren't continuing to beat on him at the moment. Are not continuing to beat on and him. And how many guards are there? There are four. And then Isaac. Yeah. Uh, I, I sigh, and I'm like y'all would just be more reasonable. We wouldn't have to have altercations like this. And look, now your sister's gone running. I'm like getting down on my knees, but I'm like doing so really gingerly and delicately. I don't want to get dirt on my knees. And I'm like, this is just real not friendly. And he was just trying to defend your sister. I just really think, bless your heart. You're trying your hardest, but you need to rethink this. Yeah, this entire time I'm giving even a look of just, we can't win this fight. Yeah, I so I... I keep all my weapons on me, but I, like, make it clear that I'm, like, fine, fine, fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then uh, it will be Strix's turn. So, Strix, you're just bolting down the room. Uh, you get to this muddy intersection uh, about, uh, let's see, about 60 feet behind the inn. Uh, you start to approach this muddy intersection. And you can see people in town are, they've obviously heard the altercation come out and watch. So you're just sort of running past spectators. Oh, Not a ton of them, but a few of them. And some of them are horrified by you just because you don't look like, you know, a normal human. Right. Uh, so they don't know what to make of you. Uh, you can see that there are some shops uh, surrounding you. Uh, you can also see down a little side street what appears to be a toy store 
Um, but yeah, basically, uh, when you look over your shoulder, you sort of expected to see your friends scattering through the mist and rain, and no, they've all sort of collapsed down among the guards and are just oh, no. surrendered themselves. The one time I wanted you to hit people, Evelyn! <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I'm dying. <laughs> You're about 60 feet away, Strix. I just stop okay. very, very angrily. All right. And just throw myself onto the onto the ground. All right. Crying, probably. Crying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In the mud, sort of slapping the mud. <laughs> Actually, yeah. yeah. I'm waving at the onlooker. I'm just like throw, I'm just like throwing things out of my robes that I don't yes. want to be stolen. Yes, you can feel the weight of the rain starting to weigh down your robes. <laughs> it's very sad. Everything's soaking through. Suddenly you realize, oh, your feet are wet because all the mud <laughs> and rain is in your boots. It doesn't matter anyway. Right. She's yes. just back in the hive, lying in the streets like an orphan. <laughs> <crying>. <laughs> waiting for the, waiting, waiting for the, 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 what are they called? The, the dustman to just come pick her up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Strix, make a perception check. Uh, I rolled a two. Okay. I'm just <laughs> crying. I feel bad about everything. I don't see anything through tears. <laughs> All right. I like to cry in the rain because the tear. The no, oh, I messed it up. You know that saying. Look, rain I hides. Thought, I thought we. I thought we could have made it. We could have ran. I just, you know, Strix was like. Some of us could have. Some of us. She was having a panic attack. It's not her fault that she had a panic attack. She's got to do what she's got to do. You know. <laughs> I feel like this is something Strix has done before. <laughs> probably many times. Yes. The group's probably pretty used to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Strix, uh, as you are um, just sort of dejectedly in the middle of the intersection in the fog and mist and rain, uh, a figure um, comes up uh, beside you. And, uh, Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good run it's been a good run I'll see you guys later <laughs> and uh, he says do you need a place to hide Ooh. And you, yes when you look up at him you see that uh, he's wearing a cloak to protect him from the rain as well and to hide his face but you can see a beard uh, and, and sort of weathered leathery skin he looks like an old man uh, but he seems to, seem to get, he seems to get around and seems mobile enough uh, he says, come if you want to live. All right. Uh, I stand up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for helping me. My name's Strix. <laughs> and uh, he he sort of uh, wraps his arm around you and leads you off. <laughs> Thank uh, you, warm man. Into a misty alley. Do we see this happen? Or is she out of our view? Uh, those of you who... Uh, Seem inter- who express any interest in paying attention to Strix, including you, Evelyn, can make a perception check. I will. I get a 10. 18? Okay. Diath, you 18. see. Uh, Diath, you're the only one who sees uh, Strix being uh, basically led away through the mist by, some, by some sort of uh, hunched, cloaked figure. Got it. And uh, uh, at this point in time, um, uh, Diath, uh, the 
the guards uh, will, uh, one of the guards will slap manacles on your wrists. It'll be the first time? Yep. <laughs> but, then they, but then they help you gently to your feet. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, um, you can see that because uh, 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 Isaac is standing right next to you, um, he's barking orders at the guards uh, to uh, round up the prisoners and take them to the burgomaster's mansion. And then when he looks over to where he expects to see Strix, he can't see her, and he immediately begins to uh, panic. Looks like you done lost your sister. I told you. I told you you had to be nice to her. If you want our help, you're going to have to take the manacles off him, and we can help you find her. But you've got to be a little bit more welcoming, a little bit more polite. He smacks you in the face with his battle axe. Oi, that's a lady. You be nice. <laughs> I'm uh, like so shocked by this that I have to take a moment to think about how to react. <laughs> um, uh, you can okay, see. Could I roll for a parry? <laughs> uh, so his first attack is a 23. Uh, and that'll do. Um, again, he's not trying to cut you up. He's just trying to knock you unconscious. Uh, that'll be uh, 14 points of damage, Evie. 14? Yeah. He's not so feeling very good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, after he smacks you, you just kind of get knocked down on your side in the mud, and then he uh, cries out Strix's name. Strix! <laughs> Sister! Come back! <laughs> Where have you gone? And he sort of staggers off in the direction of Strix, and the guards are like, um, Mr. Strozny, sir? <laughs> <laughs> They're like super nerdy, like, sir? <laughs> we don't know what to do, sir. I like, I like muddily and angrily get to my feet and glower at the guards. Okay. Uh, so two of the guards have DF, two others help D to her feet because she looks like she's in a bad way. I say, let me tell you how this is going to go now. You're going to take those manacles off him and us three are going to leave. And you're, you can tell <laughs> whatever you want, but that's how it's going to go. You've seen us fight and you know that you four are no match for us. Uh, at that point, you see six more guards come out of the middle. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, let's just go. Let's just You can see that they, they've clearly been pulled from other parts of the city by the clash oh. of weapons and the shouts of Isaac. Um, I look up and I'm like, oh, come on. And the, and the other guard says, you were saying, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> You are not very nice. Roasted. Roasted. <laughs> Uh, these guards don't look particularly happy. Uh, they've lost one of their friends, and uh, they've still got an unconscious friend lying in the mud, bleeding from your uh, axe wound, Evie. It's not my fault. Yeah. So uh, the guards uh, seem intent on uh, taking you to the Burgomaster's manor. There are now 10 guards. Two of them pick up the unconscious guard, and two of them pick up the dead guard. Two of them have DF and two of them are with D. That leaves two of them with you, Evie. Are you going to uh, resist them? No. <laughs> I hope that. I think about it like I look the direction of Strix and I feel torn because I want to go like help her. But then I see D with like her guts hanging out and DF, 
you know, on the ground. And I'm like, all right, we'll go together. Just, you know, don't split the party and all that. <laughs> all right. Uh, then they start to escort you off away from the uh, inn uh, to uh, uh, basically in the direction that Ezek ran. Can I see if anyone in the inn sees us going? Uh, yes, you can see that Danica is standing in the doorway. Uh, Irina is standing in the doorway. Um, you can see that Irina uh, still has her brother's sword in her hand, like she's ready to strike if you so command her to. Do I see D's boss? What's his name? Rictavio. Rictavio. Uh, good question. Uh, you do not at this time. All right, then I call it. Oi, tell Rictavio I'll be back later. Um, the uh, wagon's all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, Danica will say, I will. And I say to Irina, like, I hope we'll see you again real soon, Irina. And I kind of like try to motion that she should just follow us. Okay. Uh, then uh, in that case, I will have her make an insight check. Uh, <laughs> you're not sure. You're pretty uh, sure she didn't get that. Dang it. <laughs> She's like, have a good time. I'm failing today. <laughs> what? Uh, see you uh, later, how, guys. Uh, however, uh, Danica seems to be explaining it to her. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, good. All right. So you are let off through the mud. Uh, you can still hear Isaac calling out, and you can see him up ahead, uh, stomping through the mud, uh, calling out Strix's name. You even see him like grab a townsperson and shake them vigorously, shouting, where did she go? Where did she go? And the townsperson's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> And then he just throws this townsperson down into the mud and grabs another one and says, tell me where she went or I will burn your house to the ground. I just am rolling my eyes at him. So rude. <laughs> Boy, I hope, I hope Strix is all right. Strix. She was crying in the mud a second ago. <laughs> Strix, you are led to a house in town. You, you assume it's at the north end of town. You kind of take a circuitous route to get there, however. Uh, this house seems disgusted with itself. A slouching roof hangs heavy over furrowed gables and moss-covered walls sag and bulge under the weight of the vegetation. As you study the house's sullen countenance, you hear the edifice actually groan. Only then do you realize the extent to which the house hates what it has become. Nice place you got here. Yes, it is. The, uh, but uh, apart from its obvious uh, decay, you can see it's a large residence, much larger than the houses around it, uh, probably quite impressive in its day. It's two stories tall with gardens to one side, uh, what appears to be a root cellar door on the other side, uh, not too far from a chimney. Uh, but this man leads you into this covered vestibule uh, to the front door and without even knocking leads you inside. All right. Uh, where, where it's dry and warm. Uh, sir, cloak, cloak, cloak man. Uh, I and don't he pulls why... back his cloak at this point in time, and you see he's an old man with thinning white hair. Uh, looks like maybe he's in his uh, late 60s, early 70s. Yellow teeth, but clean. What? 
I don't want my friends to die, Mr. Cloakman. I have to go back for them. He says, you can't just waltz through town looking like that. This I, I am aware of. That's why I got a hood. <laughs> she pulls her hood up and like, <laughs> smooths her hair down. Uh, and now that you have incurred the wrath of the guards, you go out there, you will just be committing suicide. Oh, that's true. I just, I, I feel like I got my friends in trouble and I wanted to save them. I don't know what to do. This is kind of your fault. I know what to do. <laughs> You're not here, Death! <laughs> you hear his voice in the back of your head. It's true. I hear his disembodied voice. <laughs> you can make new friends. I can't. Those are my only friends. I don't want to make new friends. But you can be part of our big group of friends. That'd be nice. He says, it is not for me to uh, decide how best to help you. I work for the lady of this house. I'm sure she will want to meet you. I'm very interested in meeting this lady, but I'm going to tell you right now, Mr. Cloakman, if things get dark again, I am going to start running again. He says, don't worry about that. You will be safe here. Don't worry about that. And he says, the lady of the house despises the burgomaster. Oh, that's good. He doesn't seem nice. I know we're related, but I feel like he got the worse arm or have I got the like nice arm. Yes. You know? The burgomaster is insane. He believes he can actually save the town with his wretched festivals. There is, you can't escape from Barovia through this means. I'm glad you said through this means because there's definitely a way to get out of here. He says, oh, yes, there's definitely a way to get out of here. If you've ever met Vistani, you would know that. I did. I did meet. Yeah. They're smart. He says, did you have your fortune read by one of them? Yeah. It was a Madam Eva, crazy army lady with stuff. And, the, and a table of cards and a she she is the greatest of her kind her fortunes never speak false tell me did one of them lead you here she said to that i would find family where there were three wolf heads that i had an aunt and a brother here ah so you are the one i am a one he says the lady of the house is your aunt Oh, that's good. Her name is Fiona Vachter. How convenient. Fiona Vachter. That sounds good. She And she hates the Burger Master. We're going to make sure about this for sure. Yes, she would like nothing more than to overthrow him. However. Oh, there's always a however. <laughs> uh, she will not. Uh, she, Her efforts uh, to rid herself and this place of the Burger Master uh, is complicated. Uh, he has many guards, and he has Isaac. That is true. Isaac is really, really, really mean. He tried to take us away, and I didn't like his hug at all, just to be honest. Yes, he has no conscience. And he has bad hugs, which I'm just going to say right now is a sign of evil. Uh, he's taking off his cloak, and he opens up this... Uh, uh, sort of stained glass door and puts it on a hook inside. Uh, he offers to take your cloak as well. Uh, I'm a <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and then uh, he leads you through a doorway uh, to uh, into a small chamber that ha- it basically serves as the landing of a staircase that leads up to the second floor. But there are also doors to either side. And he opens the door on the left, and it leads into um, what appears to be a L-shaped room that has both a living area and a large dining table. Um, and when you take a closer look, you can see the dining table is very ornate. It stretches the length of one half of the room, and there's a crystal chandelier that hangs above it imperiously. Silverware on the table has been laid out, although it looks like it's somewhat tarnished, and there are eight chairs around it with backs adorned with sculpted elk horns. You can also see arched windows made of a latticework of iron and glass look out into the fog-swept street. Um, The den... Uh, or sorry, the the parlor half of the room you can see is furnished with elegant couches, an oval table made of black glass, and there's a blazing hearth above which hangs the portrait of a smirking nobleman uh, sporting a broken nose and a tangle of hair graying at the temples. You can also see a host of smaller portraits on one wall. Got a lot of fancy stuff in this kip. You got any weapons? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, we, we uh, can defend ourselves. Okay, because we're going to have to probably defend ourselves. <laughs> he says, Lady Walker must be in her library. If you will wait here, I will summon her. Sure, yep. Just fix my cloak. All right. Uh, pulling some so, bugs out of my hair. All right. Um, uh, but you're not really um, going too far afield. You're going to stay in the parlor dining room area. I mean, I... I'm kind of afraid at this point, so I don't want to incite anyone else's anger at this, at anything. I might try and, you know, look around and see if I can identify who is in the portrait or if anything looks familiar. Yeah, you can see that uh, the portraits, uh, uh, certainly the portrait above the mantle depicts some sort of lordly figure. Um, The other portraits, the smaller ones on the wall, seem to depict a myriad of family members, including one who you might, the largest other one, as you assume, is Lady Vachter, who looks like a sort of a harsh woman with very angular features and a sort of a strange raised uh, hairdo. Um, she she doesn't look like the warmest person on the planet, let's put it that way. Uh, and you can see what appear to be pictures of sons and daughters and various deceased family members, old, old daguerreotypes um, showing people who have died, uh, family members who have died. Uh, so yeah, you're just admiring all those. And uh, uh, a few, about a minute later, a, uh, you get the sense that another figure has entered the room uh, through the door that you came through. And when you turn in that direction, uh, you see a tall woman, about six feet tall, uh, impeccably dressed, uh, matching the appearance of the, the woman in the portrait. Oh, ho- hello. Hi, hi. Hi, lady. My darling. I am Lady Fiona Wachter. Please make yourself at home. Can I interest you in some wine? Uh, she goes over to the table. Wait, wait, no, I'm I'm all right, Lady Fiona. Uh, I just ran through the rain and I'm a little muddy and I spent some time crying. I've lost my friends. They were taken by the burger master. And I know I'm sorry, I'm just I'm jumping to conclusions here, but I've heard that you don't like him. He she says. <laughs> She laughs and she says, I'd rather serve the devil than a madman. Ooh. You don't serve the devil. I'm just checking. 
she smiles, uh, one of those uh, weird sort of uh, uncomfortably predatory smiles. Uh, uh, and she says, he is hard to escape from here. I'm just like holding my my hood up like oh God, <laughs> he's not here right she's she pours the two drinks and she hands you one she just sort of thrusts it up in front of your face oh no I'm not I'm not no no said, Evelyn would get mad at me if I started drinking I am your host and I will take offense if you do not try my wine uh, peer just, pressure uh, I'm so, all right uh, at which point uh lady fiona vachter uh, realizing she's about a foot taller than you um kind of takes a step back and then sits herself down on one of the couches uh very and sort of stretches her arms across the back with the wine glass of hers hanging in one of them very comfortable very casual and uh leaves you just sort of standing there half shivering half baking next to the fire <laughs> And uh, she says, I know you. Last time I saw you, you were a little baby. Then the Vistani stole you away from us. Bastards. Uh, Welcome home, my dear. Welcome home. I I really thank you for the offer and for the alcohol. (laughs) But... uh, You have been through a great trial. You should just relax for a moment. I'm not good at that. Do you know why the Bassani stole me? <laughs> he said, she says, because they are wanton thieves. I don't know. This place seems like it's kind of awful. <laughs> she says, it is what we make of it, dear. That is all. But, but the townspeople aren't really fans of, of our kind. I know that your deformities might be seen as villainous or monstrous to the untrained eye, but I am not one of them. No, my dear, you are beautiful in my eyes. I think I'm beautiful to myself and my friends think I'm beautiful too. And I want to save my friends. Do you think you could help me? I'll help you take down the burger bastard. She says, first we must take down Isaac Strasny. He is the power that the Burgomaster wields over this town. If Isaac were to perish, the Burgomaster would be weakened and vulnerable. However, are you aware that you and Isaac have a history? I know that he's my, my brother. The Vistani would have taken him too, but he slipped through their grasp. He was older than you. You were merely a baby. But what about... The- I just don't know what to I mean if he was my he's my brother they would have taken him too why would they have taken him why would they have taken us they're not just thieves they know how to get out of here they took you from this realm where did they take you I'm not telling you that she says come come my dear I knew your mother and she was probably real mean no, she was a lovely woman. I don't believe that. <laughs> I am not going to talk to you until I know that my friends are going to be okay. She says, well, I'll tell you what. 
If you will stay here for the time being, I will send my operative, Ernst, back out into the town to determine the state of your friends and ascertain where they are being held. Then we can work out a plan together. How does that sound? That sounds better than the situation I was in about 15 minutes ago, so I will have to agree. But <laughs> I don't want any more of this wine. It's gross. <laughs> uh, she says, she sort of looks, at, she sort of smiles and says, yes, Barovian wine isn't what it used to be. <laughs> now it's made of people. <laughs> she starts licking her like, <laughs> she says at one time they had amazing vintages but they can no longer produce them so we, we so she says at the very least allow me to um offer you some fresh, dry clothing. No, I like mine. <laughs> she just pulls it closer. I'll stand by the fire until I'm dry. And I'll tell you all about where I was taken when my friends are okay. And then uh, she shouts, Ernst! And the old man returns. And she says, I have a mission for you. At which point we flip back to the rest of the party you guys are dead, all dead. All dead. <laughs> right, yes. Um, uh, Isaac comes stomping back through the rain uh, toward you. And uh, uh, the guards just sort of shrink away from him. Uh, you can see he's absolutely fuming. Um, and he's there's a frantic look in his eye. And he looks at you, Evie, and he says, don't say a word. I wasn't planning on it. I'm just, I'm giving him like the Scully stare. <laughs> right. Now, <from> yes. <laughs> like the, I know righteously that I'm going to own you, but I'm just biding my time and I don't care. That's what One time I had a cat and I lost it and never found it again. So you should probably be worried, right? He should probably be worried. I have a hard time <laughs> hiding my smirk. <laughs> All of you. Not a word. And then he looks to the two guards with Diath and he says, take that one to the town square and lock him in the stocks. <laughs> uh, and they start to uh, take the manacled Diath and kind of usher him away from the others. So you're split up again. Um, and uh, he says, the rest of you bring those two with me. And he leads uh, D and Evie to uh, the steps of the Burgomaster's mansion. Don't worry. And he leaves us behind. Uh, I am annoyed by this. <laughs> uh, you can see as you approach the mansion, some commoners, some peasants, uh, leaving the through the front, the double front doors, uh, like they just dropped something off or 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 just dropped in for a visit or something. But they kind of look mangy and wet. And they, as soon as they see Isaac and the guards, they shrink away and sort of go off in another direction. They avoid him entirely. And uh, uh, I I mutter to each guard that I pass, Lathander bless you. Don't worry. We will, we will we will bring light to this land. Lathander bless you. Lathander bless you. <laughs> the uh, where are we? 
are we here? So uh, the mansion has walls of plastered stone that display many scars where plaster has fallen away from age and neglect. Drapes cover every window, including a large arched opening above the mansion's double entrance doors. You can see there's a high-pitched roof. This place is two stories tall, and the house goes back quite a distance. It's really quite enormous, in fact. Um, but when he leads you into the... Uh, the, the front hall, you can see framed portraits adorning the walls of a grand foyer, uh, which features a wide staircase with a sculpted railing. And uh, there's a long carpeted hall attached to the foyer that stretches almost the length of the mansion and has several doors leading off of it, including one at the very far end. And you can see that the hallway and the foyer are filled with all of these bundles of twigs and sticks. They're just heaped everywhere, uh, totally out of place uh, inside the mansion. I kind of walk haughtily through it. Like I'm not, I'm just not impressed. And I'm just focused on our one mission. And I keep checking on Dee and like patting her reassuringly and like checking that her intestines are okay. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, you can see that Isaac uh, grabs a servant uh, uh, at, or calls to a servant at the far end of the hall. The servant hurries in Isaac's direction, and Isaac tells the servant to go upstairs and tell the burgomaster that he's returned with uh, two prisoners. I say to Deep, maybe the burgomaster just wants to talk about how we're going to make this place better, and maybe this is a good thing. You know, that sounds reasonable. Uh, he's a bit crazy, but... You know, when you talk about things, it puts quite a nice spin on it. Not like that. Oh, uh, thank you. You have any of that healing stuff left? Uh, I believe I'm fresh out. I'm so sorry. Uh, that, that's all right. I don't need all these intestines anyway. There's so much of them. <laughs> they sure are. They're just all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need these two alone? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. And uh, most of the guard, none of the guards really enter the mansion. So at this point, it's just you, D, Evelyn, Evelyn, and uh, and Isaac. Uh, DF, as you're being led away back into town, uh, you can see there are six guards accompanying you, only two actually in contact with you. The others are kind of hanging back. Uh, they seem kind of weary by all of this. Uh, sure is a lot of backup. You guys scared? Uh, you, they just sort of look at you with frightened, unhappy gazes. Uh, and uh, one of them, one of the ones who's next to you, says, it is better if you just uh, do whatever Isaac and the Burgermaster says. Just be easier if you grow a spine. <gasps> yeah. Persuasion check. Grow a spine. <laughs> nope, he fails. He does not grow a spine. And he says, uh, the burgomaster does not like strangers here. They always seem to bring ill fortune and violence, especially if he learns that they have been sent by the Vistani. Of course. Look around. He's afraid of losing his power. Look what he's done to this place. Says, Why do you think we're here? Yes, this is a terrible place, but where else can we go? What else can we do? And the other guard says, quiet, bite your tongue. This is and where we raise an army. the kind of talk that will get you killed. 
And why is that? Why would Isaac and the Burgermaster not allow this kind of talk? Why else? Because they're also afraid. They, they don't seem to disagree with you, but they have no words of rebuttal. I can only offer my condolences for your friend. I was only doing what I thought best, as I continue to do, to do so for you and this land. He says, the, one of the guards, the sympathetic one says, oh, it's not your fault, it is the burgomaster. He, like I said, he does not trust strangers. And strangers who come in and murder guards, well, that will only give him more reason to punish you. It's fair. Uh, but they take you to the town square. Um, now, uh, this rainy, muddy hellhole uh, is surrounded on all sides by shops and homes. Uh, and you can see that these shops and homes are decorated with limp, tattered garlands and painted wooden boxes filled with tiny dead flowers. At the north end of the square stands a row of stocks, locked in which are several men, women, and children wearing crude plaster donkey heads. In the center of the square, Peasants in patchwork clothes eye you suspiciously as they use cups and vases to draw water from a crumbling stone fountain. Uh, standing tall at the center uh, of the fountain is a gray statue of an impressive man facing west. All around the square, you can see posted proclamations that say, Come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the Wolf's Head Jamboree, attendance and children required. Pikes will be provided. All will be well signed the Baron. And you can see a couple guards are tearing those down and replacing them with proclamations that say, come one, come all, to the greatest celebration of the year, the festival of the blazing sun. <laughs> Attendance and children required, rain or shine, all will be well, signed the Baron. Uh, you can also see in one corner of the town square what appears to be an old gallows, uh, but you're not taken there. You're taken to one of the empty stocks uh, uh, and uh, they undo your manacles and seem seem to be of a mind to lock you in the stocks. You guys have to work those festivals too? Does it suck? Yes, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the other one says, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the Burgermaster's ears are everywhere. Uh, uh, so uh, they snap, they slap you in the stocks. Uh, your hands are sticking out next yeah. to you. Uh, uh, you can see they don't have any donkey heads to spare, so at least you don't have that shoved on your head. Yeah, I would sure wouldn't want to be embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can see you can see in the stocks next to you clearly some sort of underfed man with this plaster donkey head on his head. And it's just the saddest thing you've ever seen. And next to him is a child with a similar thing, this oversized donkey head on the child's head. You can see the child's head is so weighted down by it, it can barely hold it up. It's just. Yo, guys, isn't that a little messed up? Can you help the kid out? You're gonna break his neck. One less mouth to feed, says one of the cards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. All right. <laughs> Once you're in the stocks, the guards really, they have no more interest in you. They just sort of walk away. Right. There are still guards in the square, but they're either busy tearing down old proclamations and putting up new ones, or um, just eyeing crowds and um, trying to keep the peace. All right. Uh, so I realize my current visibility is going to be kind of limited, but can I do a quick assessment of the stocks, what I'm shackled into, its sturdiness, 
Yeah, you can see that there's there's a padlock on the end of the stocks, uh, which they snapped shut, uh, which basically holds the top part of the stocks and keeps it from uh, coming up. Um, obviously, the head hole is the neck hole is designed so that a human head once through it can't just fit past it. So squeezing out of the stocks is not possible. Uh, the locking mechanism is a little is designed to be a little out of the reach of a normal human hand. Um, uh, now, someone who's particularly talented and deft at escape artistry or, um, or whatnot might be able to finagle a way to contort their body into reaching either the lock or somebody who's particularly strong might be able to literally just force the locking mechanism open, uh, snapping the, the rotted wood. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, but, but obviously, um, there, there are lots of, there, right now in town, there's about a dozen people in the square were the stocks to suddenly snap open, that would almost certainly catch yeah. somebody's attention. So you, you did say there's still guards in the area, but they're yeah. attending to stuff? Yeah, most of them are attending to stuff like putting up new signs and proclamations or uh, telling the, when you when they see like an unhappy passerby, they just sort of um, jump out at them and say, be happy. <laughs> 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 okay uh nobody's actually got their eyes directly on you the guards really don't give a shit about anybody in the stocks all right i would like to see if i can't quite finagle my way to kind of reach towards the padlock or perhaps even get one arm out from that okay uh would that be what what kind of skill check would you put them there? Say side of hand or acrobatics. Acrobatics. No, that's not what I was hoping, but okay. <laughs> oh, I'll take a twenty-five though. Oh, very good. Yes. So, uh, with your acrobatic skill, you think that you can worm one of your arms free of the stocks. Oh. Okay. Do another quick look around and make sure no one is really paying attention. Okay. And the. One's aside to me, both have donkey heads on, so they can't see what I'm doing. That's correct. They have no peripheral vision whatsoever. Okay. All right. I would like to get my closer arm out to that to the padlock free. Okay. Get my uh, thieves tools. So you're and, gonna say take your free hand, reach down to where your thieves tools are tucked and yeah. try to pull those out and like blindly feel around for your which thieves tool you think is gonna best work on the lock. Yeah, this might take a while. Uh, All right. Am I just make, the... make a sleight of hand check. Certainly. Oops. Off the table. Uh, 20. Hmm. You're able to do just that. Okay. Am I able to reach the padlock from here and just kind of start? Yeah, you think you would be able to. It's a little bit awkward because it's kind of in the front, but yeah, you can totally do it. All right. I'm going to start. Uh, all right. Uh, so let's see. While you are in the stocks, you are restrained. Um, which means your speed is zero, no bonus to speed, attack rolls against you have advantage, uh, and your attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Uh, while you are sort of busying away, mm -hmm. um, uh, your armor class is what? Why is that important? <laughs> <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Why do you want to know? <laughs> it's just one of those random questions I ask from time to time just to see if you know your character. Uh, I believe it's 16. How quickly they start bleeding. Um, a, a rock 
sort of thumps against the stocks, uh, missing you, um, but certainly getting your attention. And you think it was clearly aimed at you. Can I see where it came from? Uh, you, you sure can. You can see this little boy, maybe he's like six or seven, has decided to put himself in front of the stocks uh, with a handful of stones uh, to hurl at you. This son of a bitch. And this little, <laughs> this little brat has the meanest, grayest, most dour face you've ever seen. He's got this little leather skull cap on and this black hair sort of <laughs> protruding out from underneath it and these little tiny nubs of ear. And he's this sort of big pouty chipmunk cheeks. Uh, but his eyes are just sort of dead looking. And he just takes another rock and whips it at your face. And he misses again. Ah! Yeah, that's fine. Keep it up, you little shit. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get the impression that he's seen anything that you've done. He just happened to be wandering by to do his, you know, morning pelting. (laughs) I'll say to him, ah, dude, come on. Those guys are way easier to hit. Look, they can't even see. Get them. Leave me alone. He says, they have donkey heads on. You don't. And he throws another rock at your face. <laughs> your uh, face, Jared. And he misses. <laughs> that dour face. <laughs> Can I see how many rocks he has left in his hand? Uh, he's got about uh, six. He's thrown four. How much HP do you have? <laughs> uh, I'd hope enough to k- take a couple of rocks from a six-year-old. Yeah, six you're, from a six-year-old. You're not sure that these rocks would even do any appreciable damage yeah. to you. They would hurt, um, but they're not going to terribly wound you. It's just going to be, A, it's going to draw attention to you, and B, it's probably going to leave you with a welt or two on your face. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, I'll be right back during this interlude. Can I, uh, can I do like a quick snarl at him to get him to, to try and t- intimidate him away? Yes, you can. <laughs> Absolutely, you can try to attack Things have gotten so bad for us. <laughs> sure is. Really the bottom. At bottom. Right. Uh, with that intimidation check, he throws another rock at you. <laughs> uh, this time, he actually rolled a natural nineteen. So, oh, no! with his uh, with his minus one, he hits you uh, square in the forehead. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to try to be cool about this and you're making it way harder. Uh, how's that lock coming along? Uh, make a, now, uh, in order to uh, pick the lock, you have to make a dexterity check. Since you can't actually uh, get, the, get the lock easily, you're going to be have a disadvantage on this check. Mm, okay. So it's just a dexterity. Just a flat dexterity check for pick okay. locks. I do have proficiency in thieves tools though. So that gives me, a, allows me to use my proficiency points on top of that, right? Uh, that is absolutely correct. Okay. And I'm wearing gloves of thievery, so I have a plus five to pick locks. Outstanding. So. Yay, disadvantage. Uh, uh, 14? Uh, that does not get the lock on this try. Oh, there's some uh, more rocks coming. Yeah. Uh, another rock comes, but it doesn't even hit the stocks. It flies right over your head. Yeah, you suck, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and he throws another one. Uh, uh, this one hits you right in the mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, my teeth. Yeah, okay. he, actually, he actually takes a little chip out of one of your insides. Oh, no! <laughs> we lay on hands that or? Ow. Oh, okay. not sure about that. 
meanwhile, do you lose Dick? Do you lose charisma points? Yes, exactly. Now, meanwhile, back in the Burgomaster's house, uh, a woman comes out to greet you, D. Uh, she comes out of one of the side rooms, and you can see that she seems to be a well-dressed woman, very thin, very gaunt, about five foot seven, five foot eight, and uh, uh, her hair is grayed. Um, uh, but you can see that Isaac does give her a little bow of respect. And uh, she says, Isaac, what is, what is the meaning of this? Who are these strangers and why are they bleeding on my floors? <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Deirdre. You can call me Dee. Uh, this is my friend Evie. Uh, we was just minding our own business, we were. And then these people came and they stuck spears into us. She says, oh, oh, you are you are so big, you're like a monster. <laughs> and she says, please, please don't. Uh, Isaac, let's take them into the dining room. Come on. And she grabs you by the arm, Dee, to sort of try to lead you um, gently into one of the adjoining rooms uh, like a mother would a wounded child. Oh, you're very small. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the dining room uh, off the foyer, you can see there's a chandelier of wrought iron fitted with wax candles that hangs above a polished wooden dining table. Around the table are seated eight women of various ages in comfortable high-backed chairs. They all wear faded clothes and they're drinking tea and devouring cake. And uh, nice. when... Uh, um, Anna, the only thing you missed is uh, the burgomaster, well, you assumed to be the burgomaster's wife, the baroness, came out to greet you, and she was concerned that you were bleeding all over her carpets, so she <laughs> took you into the dining room, um, and Isaac didn't have much to say about it. He, she pretty much did it without his permission, uh, but she's led you into a dining room filled with uh, women seated around the dining table, and they're all of mixed ages, drinking tea and eating cakes, uh, like almost like they... They've been starved, and now they're just like gorging themselves and mm. taking all the food and drink that they can muster. Um, and the, the Baroness leads you in and she says, allow me to introduce you to my friends. Uh, these are women of the town. They are stitching children's costumes uh, for the Festival of the Blazing Sun. Uh, we're taking a break right now so that they can uh, feed their famished stomachs. Please have a seat. Sit down in these chairs. I will. I will have servants bring you tea, and you can have cakes. And we'll wait for my husband. Oh, that sounds nice. Thanks. Uh, can I borrow some of that uh, needle and thread, please? Oh, God. For reason. Yes. Uh, yeah. The Baroness will reach over and she'll grab this uh, big uh, bushel of needles and uh, oh, thread and she'll bring it over to you. She says, uh, well, "Are you going to help us then?" Oh. Yeah, sure. Aces. And uh, Dee takes a needle and a piece of thread and starts, like, uh. throwing herself up all of it, your teeth. I'll wash it after. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, let me do that for you. Oh. And the Baroness wow. will kneel down, um, and uh, uh, she uh, tells one of the servants to get some alcohol. Uh, the yeah, servant comes back, that. and she, she actually starts to stitch it up properly. Oh. You can see that this Baroness is really, really good at, at what she's doing. All, all of her thread work is just absolutely perfect. Wow. She says, Look at all those wee stitches. They're we beautiful. Can't, we can't do this wrong, you know. We have to do this the way it has to be done. The right way. <laughs> 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 Did you say your name to us yet? 
I'm sorry? Did she say her name to us yet? Uh, she hasn't, but if you ask, she says, oh my good graces, I've forgotten the most basic of of of, of manners. I, I am the Baron's wife. My name is Lydia, Lydia Petrovna. I've been married to the Burgomaster for many, many years. I've, uh, it's it's really a privilege uh, to be his his wife. Well, Lydia, I'm so pleased to make your acquaintance. I curtsy very, very deeply. Will you be staying for the Festival of the Burning Sun? I hope so. It will be marvelous. Our best one yet. We've put so much effort into the children's costumes this year. They're going to be so precious. Oh, I bet they will. Bless your heart. I know. But, you know, see, the thing is, Lydia, we were (laughs) actually brought here against our will. And uh, we would love to enjoy the festival, but we've got some friends that were left outside that... You see the Baroness, she looks over at Isaac and she just sort of smiles and says, oh, you are such a bad boy, Isaac. You don't treat guests this way. Right? You shouldn't treat guests this way. That's what I've been trying to tell him, Lydia. I think you and I are just really going to get it. It's deplorable, Dee says as she shoves cake in her face. (laughs) Terrible. Rude, even. Uh, the Baron enters the room. You see that he, uh, like his wife, is an aged man. It looks like time has not been kind to him. His hair has receded, although he's pulled some hair from the back of his head over the front of his head uh, in some sort of uh, vain attempt uh, to look anything but a wretched old man. You can see his eyes are sunk uh, with worry. His fingers are all thin and drawn, and he wears a red overcoat that looks like it may have been beautiful in its day, uh, but is worn and threadbare with the ages. You can see that he is joined by two pet mastiffs, uh, big black dogs with sort of solemn, somber expressions. Uh, they don't look particularly hostile or aggressive. They just seem to follow their master around. And uh, Isaac uh, goes to the burgomaster's uh, side and begins to describe in great detail to the burgomaster uh, that uh, the vis- visitors came to town. Uh, he went to the inn uh, to summon them uh, to your august presence, and they refused. A fight ensued, and two of them were badly injured. One of them killed one of the guards, and he has been taken to the stocks. Now, I don't know if that's really a truly accurate representation of what <laughs> happened. Music says that is exactly what happened. <laughs> I, I'm not one to contradict a new acquaintance, but uh, by the name of Holy Lathander, I do swear that that is not what happened. We are not a group that would attack a helpless crew with no provocation. My poor friend Diaz was just defending himself, and now we have been brought here against our will, as you can see, in a terrible state. And I personally am appalled that an elected official such as yourself would employ a staff that would treat visitors this way, especially if you're trying to make the town happy. The Burgermaster says, take these two and throw them out of town. Well, that's fine, but can you also throw our friends out of town with us? <laughs> right, I'm uh, actually here with a circus, so uh, you know, I kind of need to stick with them. Uh, he says, take <laughs> this one back to the inn. Take the loud one. Throw her out of town. <laughs> which one's the loud one? Boy! <laughs> <laughs> we both look at each other like, which one of us is the loud one? Now, listen here. That's a lady, right? Now, now, 
Now, I, I could see that that from from this lovely young, l- lovely lady that's your wife, you know what a proper lady is, right? And and surely, Miss, you wouldn't allow some young young pretty thing to be t- thrown out of town. There's wolves about. She calls me pretty, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, yes. The burgomaster says exactly. Is the the wife still there? Uh, yes, and she's uh, still gently stitching things up, and you can see um, that uh, she is obviously troubled by her husband's decision, uh, but uh, she doesn't want anything to do with it. She's just busying herself finishing up Dee's stitching. I stroke her hair, and I say, you beautiful ray of light, I'm so sorry that you are surrounded by such darkness. Someday I pray that the Lord Lathander will free you from this prison. You're a follower of the morning, Lord. I am indeed. Oh, bless him. He looks after us. He does, doesn't he? I'm so glad to find a kindred spirit in you. Is there anything I can do for you as a fellow servant of Lathander here? We're dead. We're dead, Dia. <laughs> you should do exactly what my husband tells you to do. Well, that doesn't seem very, very morning lordish, but it, <laughs> if you believe that's the right thing to do, I mean, I, I will pray for guidance. Yes, it is absolutely the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Your laugh is very unsettling. Isn't it? <laughs> she says my husband is never wrong. I I don't know about that, but um, uh, nice to meet you. Can, you can see that uh, she slips something into your hand. Ooh! Uh, it is a holy symbol of the morning lord. Mm. Can I roll a perception well, check to see? A wooden symbol, like almost like a rosary. Uh-huh. Uh, that she she sort of puts in your clasped hands and she says, be good and do exactly what my husband says, or or, or terrible things will happen. Can I roll a perception check to see like if she's saying this out of fear or if she's saying it because she knows he's watching, or if it's like genuinely she really thinks I should do what he says as a servant of the morning lord? Uh make an insight check. Okay. How those rocks going, Dia? <laughs> Out of plan. Just hold on. <laughs> I got thirteen. Very good. Uh, so you can sense that she is a God's fearing one. Um, that she senses in you. Obviously, you've got a strong tie to the Morning Lord, and despite the fact that she's utterly subservient to her husband and will pretty much uh, kowtow to him at every opportunity um, because she really does not have the will to oppose him or or deny his authority, um, that uh, she can't, she's having trouble reconciling her husband's wishes with her faith. And so she has given you the rosary as a clue about where to go or what to do next. Um, it's like a way, it's a way to help you. She, she honestly believes that she can uh, help you stave off the threat of you being cast out of the city where you're likely to be preyed upon and torn apart by wolves. And she gave this to me secretly, right? Like I shouldn't show. Okay. Yes. She did not mean for anybody to see it except you. Okay. I, I see it and I acknowledge it and I say, I will search deep within myself and pray very hard for guidance. Thank you for your encouragement. All right. Uh, with that, um, uh, uh, the burgomaster uh, sends Isaac out uh, to get a couple guards. Uh, the burgomaster says, comes over to you, um, and his two mastiffs just sort of sit to either side of the door. 
leading outside, and he says, you must understand that this town is in great peril every day, and strong leadership is required to make sure that we are all safe. And the only way out is if we can break this malaise that has gripped the land and and we, cast out the darkness. We cannot do that without the light of the morning Lord Lathander, of course. That's why I'm here. He says, faith is not strong enough. Oh, I beg to differ. Faith, when combined with strength, and I hold up my, I like gesture to my Cadillac, <laughs> is indeed strong enough. Light is stronger than darkness all the time. He says, you cannot defeat the devil's strut. Oh, but so, I think I can. <laughs> you know what, you can't. To invite death. And well. I not allow that. Those stocks aren't going to hold everybody in the town. Yeah, that's a good point. Forever. And if you want to cast me out of the town, why not just let me try to kill the devil's strahd? And then if he kills me, oh, well, less trouble for you. Easy. Oh, ye of little faith. If you want to go fight the devil's strahd, then I will do you the favor of casting you out of town and you can go fight him. Go on. Leave us. Well, I thank I, you very much. I will save this <laughs> I do not need your help. I can do this. I can. Because I am Baron Vargas Velakovich. Vargas Velakovich. I am great. I will save us. Mm -hmm. I do not need you or your gods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, Lydia, it was just an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. And uh, Baron, I'm sorry I can't say the same with your lack of faith, but I appreciate the new um, perspective you've given me. And I do wish you the best, and I hope that Lathander will shine his holy light on you. Now, Dee, why don't you and I just grab one of those cakes to go, and we'll just be on our way. We'll go grab Dieth, and uh, I look at Isaac, maybe try to find Strix. And uh, we'll we'll head on out of this town. And I whisper, uh, except we'll try to kill the devil's pride <laughs> first. <laughs> All right. That, thanks for sewing me up, miss. All right. Um, uh, not long thereafter, or uh, Strix, uh, Ernst returns and says that the guards have taken your friend Dieth to the town square. And your friends, D, or the, the two women, uh, your, your two women friends, who he, whose name he doesn't know, uh, to uh, the Burgomaster's mansion, where they are currently. What would you like to do now, Madam Wachter? Uh, and she looks to you, Strix, and says, my dear, how can we help you? Well, let's get Dieth out of the stocks. You have to have some power over who is in the stocks, right? No, but uh, perhaps if we wait till nightfall, then we can smuggle him out of there. Ernst is quite good with the lock. Sounds like the only option we really have, or I just sit here in your super fancy room and sip on your gross wine. I'm lady, a lady, ma'am. <laughs> she says... You are a wondrous creature. 
and uh, that's nice. Oh, my friend's back. <laughs> and uh, she stands up and she comes over to you, and uh, she starts to just sort of put her hand in your hair. Ugh, stop! <laughs> Get her hand out. She says, "It is a tragedy that the Vistani took you as they did. I could have raised you as my own daughter." I was happy with how I was raised. I mean, it wasn't great, but I I met some nice people along the way and they took care of me. I can bake some donuts. Do you like donuts? No. But that doesn't like donuts. She says now convinced she's evil because she said she doesn't like donuts. (laughs) She's very offended. She says, Do you practice devil worship? What no? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Ma'am. She says, look at you. You were I don't born. worship anything. The gods were... will no sway over me. She says, you have infernal blood in your veins. That doesn't mean anything. It means everything. Me. No, it doesn't, except for these guys. He sa- she says, a deal was wrought to make you. You are devil. That's not I'm ashamed of it. That is power. Use it. I grew up in the Let me help yeah. you. Let me help you harness the power that you have locked inside of you. you I could, have no interest in that. You could rule this. You could rule this town. I want to save this town, not rule it. I'm here to help people. Rule it, save it. It means the same thing. No, it doesn't. The one is forcing things on people. The other one is like, like you either like. What if you she force? Says, we don't force. No, we invite. People make their own choice. If they don't have free will, then they are slaves. I don't have any interest in ruling slaves. I want them to come willingly. You don't like donuts, (laughs) ma'am. She says, I have lost my taste for most food. It is all ash to me now. All (gasps) I can taste is wine. But you're not part... You're You're not what I am. We are all cursed my dear. I have a feeling your curse a little bit different than, than some of the other people. <laughs> some of us bear our curse the way you do. Some of us bear our curse in other ways, but we are all cursed. She says, but that doesn't matter. So what matters? It just means we're all on the same playing field. Now, if we go in charging to save your friend from the stocks, only bad things will come of this. You will probably die, and that would be a grave tragedy. A terrible loss. I won't see it. I won't. Well, I'm not ready to go in the dead book yet, lady. But I've had enough brushes with it for me to feel pretty unhappy in your fancy pants house here. She says, "Perhaps you would like to spend some time in my library." I do like books. Well, come with me, my dear. Are there windows in your library, or are there like? She says there are windows. Okay, they're, good. They're curtains, but just checking. Windows. I'm just checking. I just like to see outside. Uh, she'll take a candle. She'll light a candle and lead you up the staircase uh, to the upper floor. At the top of the stairs, you can see a hallway with many doors. There's a set of double doors uh, that she has to unlock with a key that she keeps in her dress. When the doors pop open, you can see an awkwardly, an oddly shaped room uh, filled with shelves, uh, laden, heavily laden with books. And yes, there are multiple windows. Uh, <laughs> looking out in various directions, although they are all curtained at the moment. Uh, and you can see uh, that there is also a desk, a chair, a table, a wine cabinet, and cats, eight cats. of them, everywhere. 
No cats. They're on shelves. They're on the desk. They're on the chair. They're they're absolutely everywhere, and they all stare at you uh, with curious glares. Cool. I just go around and start saying hi to the kitties. All right. Uh, one of them sort of <laughs> stops you. Another one is another one seems a little bit more cordial. Uh, they all seem to have their own personalities. Um, See, you don't them. have a significant other. You just got a lot of cats. <laughs> she says, Whoa, some shade there. Would you like to meet my husband? Oh, I thought there were the cats. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know. She Is says, he just as charming as you are, ma'am? Yes. Follow me. She'll lead you back out um, into the hall. And from there, uh, around the staircase, leads you to an, a door that isn't locked. And when she cracks it open, uh, first thing she does is she knocks. She doesn't hear anything. And then she cracks the door open. I should mention that as you are walking to that door, there is another door that has several locks on it. Ooh. Like it's designed to hold something beyond. And... Uh, you hear a scratchy woman's voice beyond that door say, little kitty doesn't know you. Little kitty doesn't like the smell of you. Yeah, but uh, when she opens the door to the master bedchamber, you see a fire sputtering and struggling for life in the hearth, above which you see another framed family portrait, a noble father and mother, their two young sons, and a baby daughter in the father's arms. Uh, the sons are smiling in a way that suggests mischief, and the parents look like uncrowned royalty. One of them is clearly Lady Vokter. Wood paneling covers the walls. Uh, there is a closet and a framed mirror that flank a curtain window. Uh, you can see a wide canopied bed lies pinned between matching end tables with oil lamps. Stretched out on one side of the bed is a man dressed in black, his eyes each covered with a copper piece. He bears a striking resemblance to the father figure in the painting. And Lady Fiona Vokter says, this is my husband, Nikolai. He is resting at the moment. He looks dead. Is he dead? He's not dead, is he? <laughs> you know, this doc situation doesn't seem so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, Evie and uh, Dee, uh, as you're being led out of the dining room, uh, and out the front, uh, you can see there are some guards waiting. Uh, Isaac has summoned them. Uh, there are four, two to lead Evie to the gates and two to lead D back to the inn. Boy, we gotta find our friend first. You're not sending this one out alone. Isaac says, I will get your friend. And bring him back here to us before we go? We'll wait here. Or we can go get them ourselves. That's fine. I don't mind walking. I'm just saying I'm not going anywhere until I find them. He says, I will take you back to the inn. You can stay there until I return with your friend, Dieth. Right. All right. All right. Anyway. They'll lead you through the rain. Uh, when you're taken back to the inn, you can see Danica and Arena are there. Arena comes up to you right away, Evie, and asks you if you're all right. Oh, thank you. I'm just fine. Uh, uh, she hands you a healing potion that she got off of uh, the Martikoffs. Evie. Oh, thank God. Me? Yeah, yeah. She, uh, uh, Irina says that she, uh, the Martikoffs gave her a healing potion uh, and she's giving it to you. Well, 
As much as I, I would love to drink this, I think, D, you maybe need it more. Thanks. Uh, do you want to drink it, D? Yes. All right, you Please. get back You get back uh, 10 hit points. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I look jealously Flash at those 10 hit points. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can see Paulton is still here. He's passed that at one of the t- <laughs> I go, like, lo- lovingly stroke his hair. Like, oh, no. Right where we uh, left him. Yeah. Uh, there are two, uh, the two uh, local brothers who are drinking here before are sort of uh, sitting at the table next to him. Um, and they sort of smile uh, mischievously at you. Uh, now, don't you get no ideas? You already got one of my friends drunk. I'm not dealing with another one. They Wait, look, they look at you and they hold their hands up and they go, we would never do anything to get anybody into trouble. And uh, Danica Martikoff just says, oh, yes, right. The Wachter brothers never get into trouble, sarcastically. <laughs> Boy, you're the town's troublemakers. Uh, if you lack making trouble, you could always join up with us. I don't think our mother would like that very much. She might disown us. You like doing what your mom tells you to do? Ah, very clever of you. Uh, but she's worth a lot of money. Yeah, Lady Fiona's loaded. <laughs> oh, Lady Fiona's your mom. Yeah. Big old ruined house on the other side of town. Well, isn't oh, it no. um, in your life when you just showed a little bit of, you know, backbone, a little spine? He says, I'll tell you what, you give me a dare and I'll do it, but uh, you have to put up something. Mm. Well, I'm not one to gamble, but when there is so much on the line in the name of the holy god Lathander, perhaps I could think of something. He said, he laughs, he says, ha ha ha, there's no gods. If there were gods, we wouldn't all be Hush banished. your mouth. <laughs> we'll all be banished to this infernal plane. <laughs> We I know able- that you will find the light one day. I dare you to light the wicker sun early. To what? Oh, light the wicker yeah. sun. But the two brothers come up to you, Evie, and he says, come on, dare us. Give us a dare. We'll do it. I but think you had a great idea. I think you have to go light the wicker sun early. <laughs> <laughs> they look at each other and uh, smile like it's the best idea they've ever heard. <laughs> You should do that just to cause trouble without us even having to get uh, That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we just might do that. And what will you give us for this, uh, uh, this uh, oh, um, evil act? Well, see, I mean... The- Peace between us, hard to spend. Uh- well, it's easy. I'll just, I'll ask the bar for some change. Hold on. And I go and I break it into silver. And I, All like, right. here. A piece of gold. They look at, they, they kind of consider that and they say, one piece between us, hard to spend. Uh, well, it's easy. I'll just, I'll ask the bar for some change. Hold on. And I go and I break it into silver. And I, like, right. here. Uh, DF. Um, yeah. Uh, you are still trying to work the lock. Uh, the kid's got two more two more stones. Uh, he'll whip those at you. The first one, uh, 15. Ah! Hits you? No. Okay. Comes close, though. It sort of clicks off the, uh, the wood next to you. The other one is a crit. <laughs> okay. uh, it smacks you right in the eye. 
Uh, make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is terrible news. <laughs> this is honestly one of the funniest things that's happened this whole time. Make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, this is terrible news. <laughs> this is honestly one of the funniest things that's happened this whole time. 18, though. What's that? 18. Okay, uh, when you're smacked in the eye, you, you, you fumble and let go of your thieves' tool. Oh! <laughs> but oh, uh, you just managed to catch the end of it before it completely slips out of your grasp. Uh-huh. <laughs> After he hits me with that one, I look at the kid and go... And you can see at this point with your one good eye as the other one starts <laughs> to swell up a bit. Uh, and actually, you would probably take a point of damage from that one, I'm going to say. Okay, that's, that's fair. Uh, that that uh, you can see he's out of rocks. Okay. Uh, I look at the kid and say, all right, you did it. You won. You get a prize. <laughs> um, as a, do you want something shiny or something tasty? Uh, you see he gives that some serious thought, and then uh, he says, tasty. <laughs> you got it. Uh, I'll reach back to my uh, to my belt pouch. I'll uh, put my thieves tools up there for a second, make sure they're secure. Yeah. And I take a pastry out of my pouch. Yeah. And I said, "It's all yours, kid." <laughs> all right. Uh, he sees that you've got a hand free, and he points to you and looks to the guard and says, "This one is escaping." <laughs> I give you candy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little turd. <laughs> Uh, how quickly can uh, I <laughs> stupid ground? I try to quick wriggle my hand back into the stocks. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yes, while you're doing that, you see Isaac come into the town square, um, gather up some guards. Uh, he hasn't noticed anything about this yet. Uh, one of the guards sort of shoots a glance over to you as you try to slip your hand back in. Uh, just make an acrobatics check to do so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 19. Yes, you do. So by the time the guards, by the time the guards look over in your direction, now I assume you sort of dropped the pastry. Yeah. I I, 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 I just dropped it real quick on the ground and put my hands. Yeah. So it's just sort of on the ground. All right. Uh, Yes. The guards, uh, when they look up at you and see see the kid pointing at you, they don't see anything else untoward. You're clearly still in the stocks. Uh, But one of them does sort of amble over in your general direction. Um, not in any particular hurry or with no sense of urgency, uh, more with just a weary, oh my God, this kid again. <laughs> I, I look over back at the, at the kid, look red and stupid face mask eyes, and I just go, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guard comes over and sort of grabs the kid by the scruff and says, do not antagonize prisoners, and then just sort of throws the kid aside into the mud. Um, and then uh, goes up, and you can see the kid sort of get up and scramble, and then the guard sort of gives him a kick in the butt to get him running. Uh, and then the guard sort of looks over in your direction, and he sees this pastry flopped on the ground next <laughs> to him. Appreciate it, big guy. Is this, this isn't one of the dream pastries, is it? It is. Interesting. Uh, the, the, the guard goes over to it and uh, actually kind of picks it up. He, he looks around to see if any other guards are <laughs> And he sort of scoops up this flattened ass. Oh if he looks at me, I just go. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. He says, the kid had this, right? 
And then the guard sort of wanders off and starts eating it. <laughs> and then about 15 feet away, he just sort of drops it and kind of stands there like in a stupor. Just kind of staying there almost lifeless, almost zombie-like. Uh, by which, all part of the plan. By which time, uh, Isaac and uh, two guards come over. Uh, they ignore this guard in this trance. Uh, they come right over to you, Dieth. Okay. One of the guards unlocks the stocks while the other guard sort of pulls you out of it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Isaac says, bring him. All right. Uh, and at this point in time, DF, uh, you are being taken across the town square and you don't have to make an insight check to tell that they are taking you to the gallows. Wait, what? That's not where he's supposed to be taken? You're correct. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> with a party. Nurses with a party. I swear, I swear before this, I was waiting until we came back to us. This is not because of what I know now. I was also <laughs> going to tell the, the brothers that as part of their, like, mission, I was going to give them another little something to check on Dieth and make sure that he was on his way back. Oh, okay. And what are you offering them to uh, do this task? I will buy them a bottle of wine from the bar. A bottle of wine. In that case, yeah, they will head off into the rain right away. Okay. All right. So they take off. Um, and uh, uh, Dee, did you want to do anything? Oh, uh, is there a way I can heal anymore? <laughs> uh, no, healing is in short supply. They, uh, uh, the uh, Danica Martikoff says that there is a church west of here at the edge of town inside the walls. It is run by Father Petrov, and he is, he is known or believed to have some healing abilities. Oh. Perhaps, uh, perhaps that's the place you should go. Sure. All right. Uh, uh, you see Rick Tavio is on the balcony and says, I will take you there. All right. Well, we can't go now. We have to wait for Diaz and Strix. Well, maybe. well, you can go. I'll wait here and I'll let them know to wait for you. All right. I'll see you in a bit. All right. Uh, yeah. So Rick Tavio comes down. He's got his big wide brimmed hat on and he's got an overcoat on. And uh, actually, um, uh, uh, and he'll take you, he'll take you, uh, D, he'll, he'll just say, uh, come with me. Right. Uh, and he'll lead you, uh, back through the kitchen, um, into the, in, uh, to the back door of the kitchen, basically. Uh, and, uh leads you out through the back of the inn. Oh, I forgot that I have cure wounds. So when she's gone, I remember that and I cast it on myself. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I guess, I guess Lathander meant it this way. <laughs> and, and D, when you're alone with Rictavio, uh, he casts a healing spell on you. All right. Uh, and he is going to augment it uh, nope. cast at a higher level and he gives you back uh, 35 hit points. Oh, good. 
Right. There. How do you feel? Uh, better. Thanks. Would you like another one? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, he will give you another uh, 32 hit points. He says, I'm afraid that you and I must leave this place now. What's going on? He says, the drunk one, Palton. He had his fortune read, you see. Madam Ava is leading him to a Vistani of my past acquaintance. We must try um, to find her first. Yeah. You never really talk about her a lot. Her name is Esmeralda. Sure, but I know you... And if she's here, she needs our help. Right. Okay. Can you say bye? I'm afraid not. <gasps> oh. I'll be waiting for you forever, Dee. Oh. All right. Well. He says, I trust your friends will be fine. They have each other. Oh. I have watched them. They are very protective of one another. All right. I feel no, I... They, are, they are the greatest chance to save this land that I have seen in a long time. I uh, never really had many friends other than you. But you do have me, Dee. You yeah. have me. All right, I... Sure. Yeah, let's go. We are a troop, you and I. Yeah. Family. Sure. Yes, family. I look, from where I am, I feel this disturbance and I look <laughs> risky. Uh, you can see out of, the fold, out of the folds of his coat, he pulls out his sword cane and begins walking off, but he sort of holds out a hand to take yours. Uh, I look back and I say, I'm sorry. I hope we meet again. And I reach out my hand and follow him. All right. And the two of you head off into the mist and rain. I'm sad now. I know. I didn't, that whole conversation happened like outside the inn, right? I didn't hear any of it. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but after a few minutes, you're sort of, you, you obviously realize that uh, Rictavio and Dee have not returned. But weren't and, they uh, going far? And actually, Erwin uh, uh, Martikoff, the barkeeper, uh, says he, he comes up to you and he says, your friends, they have, they have left the inn. They're gone. I, I have to confess to you that even though I know I'm never alone with the holy light of Lathander within me. I, I am feeling pretty lonely. At this point, Paulton says something unintelligible <laughs> in his sleep. I, I take it as a, I take it as a like, but I am here for you, Evelyn. And I'm like, Paulton, aren't you just the sweetest? And I kind of like, like if he's laying on a bench or something, I kind of like awkwardly try to like nestle right. down onto it and like kind of cuddle him a little bit and like lay on his shoulder. Nice. Uh, excellent. Uh, Strix, uh, you see Fiona Vachter. She walks over to the bedside of her husband, sits down next to the bedside and just sort of uh, sort of brushes his hair a little bit and skin and says, he is fine. Nikolai is resting. He will not waken for some time, but I take care of him. Just like I will take care of you, Strix. Oh, no, I'm good, actually. I'm totally fine. I'm great. Do you, you want to... You're a member of this family. And that's, you know, family is really whoever you find. Just, it's not a blood tie, it's a friendship tie. Oh, you are so wrong. Can I go and, back uh, to the library? He says, yes, if it pleases you. Return oh, yeah, it'll please me. 
and we'll see that your friend DF is rescued before nightfall. Can that mean alive? Like, maybe not like your husbando over there? <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> Are you a doctor? Because I don't think he's fine. <laughs> he is... He is being used as an example to the townsfolk, not to disobey or threaten the burgomaster in any way. The burgomaster won't harm him. I just, I don't think that's the case. If anything, I think the burgomaster wants to harm everyone because he's uh, very worried about this town, which I feel like you also are worried, but in a different way, kind of like an angry, I want to make everyone a monster kind of way. <laughs> she says, we must learn to live here. She says, Strahd is not the enemy. Okay, I'm going to absorb that you said that. And uh, anything else you want to, any big revelations you would like to tell me before uh, something else happens? Yes, she actually has a revelation. Funny you should mention that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Maya. Uh, yeah. So, uh, she's like itching, like looking around, like pulling at her clothes, just like up and goes over to the closet and opens it up, mm -hmm. and uh, she Oops. pulls a box <laughs> down off of a high shelf. It is a black box. Mm -hmm. Um, let's just make sure I got this right. Uh, I'm sorry. No, it's a. It is a. Uh, a locked iron chest, not a big one, but one with little <laughs> handles on the side. And she brings it over uh, and uh, uh, goes over to the fireplace and reaches up under it and gets a key out and unlocks the chest and then opens it up and presents its contents to you. You can see that it contains bones. <laughs> An actual skeleton in her closet. <laughs> exactly. And uh, she says... These are the bones of Leo Galisnia, an enemy of our family. Leo was one of the soldiers who betrayed and murdered Strahd on the day of Sergei and Tatiana's wedding. He escaped from Castle Ravenloft, only to be hunted down and killed by the vampire Strahd. We, the Vakters, keep his bones under lock and key so that Leo can't ever be raised from the dead. Our ties and our bond to Strahd von Zarovich go back generations, my dear. You don't want to fight him. You want to obey him. He is your lord and liege and always has been. And though you are taken away from us, he remains your liege still. Do not betray him now. That would be a fatal mistake. Just look at the bones and like... You don't want to be bones in a box, my dear. Strix is very afraid and just is very quiet and just kind of looks at the bones and just rises her hands. All right. DF, you are thrown up onto the gallows and the noose is put around your neck. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Isaac, Where are the brothers? Isaac himself uh, tightens the knot. And he says, the burgomaster wants me to take you back to your friends. I think... That might cost him his life. And so I take this action in defiance of him, knowing it may end our friendship. But at least 
ours won't be the only friendship to die. Um. <laughs> if you kill me, you will never see eye to eye with your sister ever again. <laughs> she won't allow this. And Deeth is like clearly afraid for his own life and like trying to keep a straight face while holding back tears. Afraid. All right. Yes, you have a sudden flash to a moment where you were walking past some old gallows and saw your corpse hanging. I remember this quite clearly. Yes. Perhaps a premonition of sorts. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, Isaac sort of steps down the gallows into the mud and he says, my sister is here somewhere. She is within these walls and I will find her. She can't escape for beyond these walls lies death and carnage and jaws and fangs. And he says, she is here somewhere. I will find her. And uh, he says, he looks at one of the guards and says, what are you waiting for? And the guard pulls the lever on the trap door. No! And right before he pulls the lever, almost to myself, but in hopes the whole party hears it, I say, I'm sorry. And that's where we'll end for tonight. What? No, you're not dead! No! No! You no! <laughs> don't you have a dagger or something? Just cut the rope and run! You can't kill him! Strix was just afraid! She was just afraid! <laughs> yes, I'm a terrible DM. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the whole chat is this game sucks. So, so, oh, man. Jared, Jared, is it true, Jared, that you will not be here next week? Uh, well, I'll say probably not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, he won't be here. Again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is the end of you. No. Who wants to say? All right. Well, tune in next week for Dice Camera Action, and uh, thank you, Erica, for joining us once more. Thank as you, Erica, You're marvelous, and we love you. We love you and we love your character. Oh my gosh, I love Hi, you. <laughs> maybe maybe D will swoop in again sometime. We don't. That would be nice. She would love to see D in her hit points again. Yes, <laughs> week maybe would be great. Magnificent hit points. Yes. D, uh, Evelyn, like will feel the loss of D very sharply. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, D is dead. So. <laughs> yes. <What is> that? <laughs> Nate's gonna Ooh. come back and go. What? What? <laughs> We're all split up. <laughs> yes, literally no character is together except yeah. uh, Alton and Evie right now. Everything is terrible. Everything yeah. will be fine. Strix yeah. was just scared. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and maybe Strix is actually the worst off of the bunch right now. Yeah, uh, yeah that guy is a vampire. <laughs> She's with crazy lady who sleeps with her dead husband. Yep. Uh, she got that. She figured that out, especially after <laughs> the phone box. Yeah. All right. Uh, so is uh, Miss I'm going to die of suspense. I know. Me too. <laughs> like, is, is the whole chat's like, is Dia dead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works when you're in a noose in D and D. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that seems pretty uh, mortal, there. Yeah. Why didn't he just try to cut his way out? Why did he go so peacefully into that dark night? Because he thought, you know, his friends would show up like Batman, and you know. Get him out of trouble. I just figured I was put back in manacles on my way back over there. Yeah, you were. Or restrained in some. Yes, yeah. Your hands are sort of behind you at this point yeah. in time. Um, 
they don't typically have your free hands free when you're hanged because you. Can I'm in them. denial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, do you have your misclicks game tonight? Yes. Yes. We will start in about 15 minutes on Twitch.tv/slash/misclicks, which is M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S, in which I play a character very opposite of Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> She's a half human, half minotaur, like who's inspired by Seven of Nine. Nice. Other logical characters. Nice. All right. Well, fabulous as always, guys. Oh, it's been a fun game. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, everybody. Yeah. So I'll Thank start ruling up a new character and I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> a wise precaution. Oh, no. <laughs> Hashtag pray for Dia. Pray for Dia. All right. Oh. We'll call this one. Thanks, guys. Oh, my God. Hi, guys. Hi, Thank you. Bye, Erica. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.